Hey, everybody, if you're looking for new fitness equipment to add to what you have and you want to find something that really complements the steel mace that you're swinging already, consider going with freedomstrength.us. They have strongman sandbags, throwing sandbags, uh, all kinds of lifting gear. They have training sandbags, resistance bands, and weight vests, and they have apparel. And if you use the discount code SMN10 at checkout, you're going to get 10% off. You're going to help support the podcast and you're going to help support a good American company right in Pennsylvania, U.S. of A. So check out freedomstrength.us. But I mean, cool. So now it is going to go. Got it. Boom. All okay. right, we're up. here. We are, guys. We're recording. Uh, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Steel Mace Nation podcast. My name is Fred Moore, and my guests today are the two gentlemen who run Heroic Sport. That's uh, Heroic Dot Sport on Instagram and HeroicSport.com. We have Ron, the Canadian, and Terry, the Frenchman. Both from Denmark. Welcome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Good to see you, Fred. Hey, Fred. So both of you guys moved to Denmark from from your respective countries. Is that right? That's correct. Well, yeah, I, I had a detour by Australia for about 13 years and then ended up in, in Denmark. But, uh, yeah. All right. And how did you two wind up together in Denmark uh, bringing together this business where you guys make – uh, clubs and and you know all, all these like not, like you you're bringing back the old stuff right the old unconventional fitness how did this unite this uh, unification between you happen? All right, well it's quite easy. Um, I've got a certificate as a physical trainer. I was into kettlebells and started using Indian clubs to run some workshops. Moved to Sonderborg, this town here in the part of southern Denmark. And my wife said, hey, you should, uh, you should meet this guy, Ron, because I wanted to get some clubs done, some wooden clubs, because it was, at that time, it was really hard to, uh, to find them. Right. And the ones we found, they were really ugly and expensive. And so I go, I go to this place, which is like a, how would you describe yeah, it? Yeah, it's an entrepreneur factory. You know, people that have ideas can come to this place where you can discuss things and get some yeah, counseling about how to start a business or, you know, whether or not your idea is good or not like that, something like that. But um, I'm, a, I'm an inventor and a creator designer. Uh, so I've been in this little town where we live, I've been a part of a lot of projects that I've either started or they've asked me to come in as some kind of a consultant. And so I, I, I've got a lot of, you know, small town publicity, let's call it. What's up, everybody? Are you in the market for a new steel mace? Look no further than Adex Maces and Clubs. Go to adexclub.com, place your order, and have them delivered right to your house. Adjustable steel mace made right here in the United States. You guys are big fish in a small pond. Well, I mean, I'm a tall fish in a small <laughs> Okay. 
<laughs> anyway, Terry came in, like you said, and uh, asked me, you know, can I make these? And I mean, of course, I've got a long, long time experience in making things, so that wasn't the problem. But I mean, I did, I did need him to to tell me what the what they were because I mean, you know, at first glance, it looks like a bowling pin. Yeah. So you yeah. you told me what it was all about. And uh, he didn't tell me suddenly, you know, I didn't know anything about Ron, but uh, he was only working a few hours a day. He was in a lot of pain because he, he fell from the scaffolding, smashed his spine and skull and, and everything, right? So he starts telling me about this. And um, uh, I read so much in the old books about Indian clubs as a form of restorative uh, therapy. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's the perfect example. You make me the clubs, I'll teach you how to use them. And we're going to see if it's going to improve your, your, your well-being, your health, and you're going to recover mobility and so on. Okay, so, uh, uh, Terry, you are a personal trainer? I'm actually a physical trainer. In Denmark, it's a certificate. I've got a, I've got a level of certificate that allows me to work with uh, athletes on the national team. Okay. Denmark for the Olympics, for example. So I work with rugby people and uh, badminton athletes. Okay, I don't want to lose our mark on, on our conversation here, but just real quick, are were you using uh, clubs and such with these rugby athletes? So you were already well into this. Yes, so uh, I got into kettlebells in 2007. I took the education as a strength trainer, physical trainer in 2008-2009. I went to Latvia uh, for, to learn about kettlebell sport, but I uh, got... Um, I got into clubs as well, you know, and when I didn't, uh, I first learned about Indian clubs in, at the end of 99 through Matt Fury. He was promoting Hindu push-ups, Hindu squats. He mentioned something about Indian clubs and then I started swinging things, you know, just off leverage. And then I got some small steel clubs and I was using them with the badminton athletes, especially, you know, and the trainers could definitely see uh, the effect on the serves and the, the posture and everything in the athletes. So this, you said badminton? Badminton, yeah. Okay, because okay. I, I interviewed a, a coach in from, uh, out of Texas who was a tennis coach who was using clubs and steel mace. So there you go. I like to hear that. Okay, so continue, please. Um, so, yeah, I was using the clubs, and then I managed to source some uh, light gymnastic clubs uh, from Germany, you know, just traditional stuff that weighs about 500 grams. And I started running workshops. I was involved uh, with kettlebell sport. Because I ran the, the team for, for Denmark. I, I'm the person who introduced kettlebell sport in Denmark as a sport. And uh, start running workshops to help people with their mobility and get into the proper overhead lookout position and stuff. So, yeah, been using Indian clubs almost as long as we're using uh, the kettlebells. Okay, so, but pretty much what you've been doing is the Indian clubs, which is lighter than, say, heavy steel club stuff. You're not, you weren't really doing anything like that. One is, you know, we don't really believe in the really heavy, heavy clubs. Right. Anything like, you know, for, for one arm uh, work, using anything from five to 10 kilos. If it's heavier, okay. if it's heavier then I go two hands, you know, that's why we've got the, the gap yeah. loaded up to, uh, to a lot of weight. But okay. it's not the bulk of my training. The bulk is more the weight yeah. and light weights. Yeah. So then you were able to introduce it to Ron. And you were able to help him out with his his, his uh, injuries. Totally. I mean that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Fred. It's it's funny this this going totally old school like we did. I mean, 
the one of the beautiful things about Terry is that anything he reads or he sees or he hears, he remembers. So it's like a walking encyclopedia. So when you go all the way back to the reasons why warriors were using these clubs was not only for strength, it was coordination, it was meditation, it was flexibility, it was high, you know, the whole body awareness aspect of these clubs. And we, we, now that we've been in this uh, a little over five years, it's, it's something we've decided to really, really push forward this whole body experience. Because I mean, with athletes, yeah, the strength training, that's good. It's fantastic. Um, mobility. You know, we, we, we know one of the strongest men in, in, in his class in England, where he says, once he started working on mobility, he became a whole different weightlifter. You know, so it's not just about strength, it's about mobility. And when you're talking about fast moving sports like badminton, like volleyball, I mean, you're talking, if you if your body is like coded in because you know how it moves and what you can reach and how to switch directions and use the momentum of the racket or your hand as it's swinging through the air um, to, your, to your advantage, I mean, you've already got the edge, right? Yeah. So in my case, I mean, Terry was really hardcore with the athletes. He was using them himself as a restitution tool because kettlebells really tough on the body. I mean, you know, so it's kind of ooh, come down again and maintain that, uh, you know, good uh, form he was in. And in my case, I was just completely broken. I mean, you know, the scaffolding incident was broken back multiple places, multiple contusion or uh, break, uh, skull fractures. I was in like a coma state, you know, the whole bad, 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 and was basically on the ground for like, well, I guess until like 18 months. So, I mean, going from a very physical status to, I mean, you know how bad and how quickly it goes downhill when we're injured. It's just, it's terrible. So Terry used me as the guinea pig. And, okay, let's go full on recovery. You know, really what lightweight. Can we do, what can we do with this tool? Yeah, really lightweight. And what works better? And, and one of the things that, that really hit us or hit me hard was how meditative this just lightweight, you know, doing the circular patterns and not thinking. Because you're really, your body's working without you really knowing. Because this isn't like a push-up where it's like one, two, you know, three, and, or sit-ups. And this is what they were trying to get me to do. But, you know, it's like, push-ups with a broken back I mean and concentration the head injuries made it that I couldn't really concentrate so it's just like frustration and all what were it's still got issues with you know. temporary memory so you know you have brain trauma as well but it's done wonders one of the things I would say you know the one of the first things that uh, that you realized after six months training is that you could sleep the whole night through no more pain throughout, throughout the night not having to turn every 20 minutes or so uh, and when you start, honestly, you couldn't lift his arms higher than this. Right? And that's the beauty of the Indian class, because we, we get a lot of people uh, asking us, well, how's that going to work? You know, I can't lift my arms. That's not the problem, because the momentum, you know, one weight, uh, one kilo weight, you know, can you just move and you use your whole body to make it move? The momentum is dragging you into those positions. And like, you know, one or two weeks where you're up here and then you're, you're able to do full circles because of the momentum that is created with, with the, and the traction, right? 
So it's a whole different thing than if I say, well, you have to lift, you know, you can't yep. do that. But suddenly the range of motion comes back. And when the range of motion comes, usually a lot of pain disappears. Yeah. So, so this, we're, we're, we drifted a little off uh, topic there of your question, but I mean, uh, there's, there's the two aspects of it. And, and we get, I mean, we get constant uh, email uh, feedback and it's, it's not only like old people, it's young people, it's swimmers, it's badminton, it's sailing people, you know, bike, uh, mountain, mountain bike, uh, because, you know, they're pumping away and they're rigid, you know, the, the death grip on the steering wheel. That, that's me. Stuck. That's me. You know, and I can attest stuck. to that. Yeah, you're done. And it's like, oh, yeah. man, my legs are tired, but I'm like so stiff in my neck and shoulders. Yeah. You know? yeah. So we had a local bike club that was like, okay, now we stop. And then as they were talking, you know, when are we going to have the next meeting or where are we going to go? So it's like, they're all doing, you know, bilateral or unilateral movement, which is, I mean, you saw Terry just swinging back and forth. It's not only your upper body, it's your waist, it's your legs, you're twisting your knees, you're twisting your ankles. Right. It's movement from side to side, up and down, you know, forward. It's all these rotations, screw you know because i mean we have no lateral connections in our muscle structure nothing goes from point a directly to point b it always goes around another muscle around a bone or whatever so these when you're when you're combat uh, combining uh, movement you know one direction and, and this you know is spiraling movements, spiral movements and unilateral direction you're really working with the body's design right yes a lot of blood flow. See, that was one of the things that got that's, blood flow for one, me. One of the things, yeah. Right? They, 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 where we think where the most of the respiratory effects of the light engine valves come from is that you can do a lot of repetition without smashing yourself to the ground, but all those repetitions, more blood flow, more blood flow, more healing. More yeah. oxygen. You know, the whole, yeah. So I, uh, I'm also sitting here thinking while you're, while I'm listening to you. And let me ping this idea off of you, um, central nervous system. So, Ron, you were saying that, you know, your head wasn't quite right. I guess you were having like brain fog, memory loss, all kinds of stuff that a lot of people get from an impact injury. Yep. And um, this is this is something that has come up on this podcast a bunch of times. I think you know uh, who Kelly Manzone is. Oh, yeah. uh, she did the podcast and she talked about crossing the medial line right and how the right hemisphere and the left hemisphere and what's going on there and um you know do you think that in the early stages of your training with the club ron um and you started to to start to get your 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 brains back if for lack of better description um do you think a lot of that just had to do with uh, the adaption of neural pathways, central nervous system coming back to life and kind of waking up again? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and this is why, you know, complex movement, you know, crossing the, the, the laterals of our body and doing it simultaneously both sides. I mean, there's different levels of it. But as soon as you start doing that, it's not it's not uh, making uh, – new connections uh, uh, in neural pathways you're actually creating neural pathways new neural pathways so neurogenesis general neurogenesis which is actually 
you know, I was telling Terry, I, I mean, here's, you know, of course, I download everything that I was feeling down to Terry. And, and this is what has, been, has made us a little more clever or a little more informed about what's happening with us, not only based on our story, but other people's story. But this neurogenesis that, you know, if, I, if you have damage, even as, even as an older person, you're still generating new neurons every day. I mean, it doesn't ever stop until you die. Yes, it's not as much as when you're young, but you're still, so we thought, okay, who's suffering from these pathway disruptions? And that's what started our Parkinson's program. So we were working with people with Parkinson's. And I mean, again, this club thing, showed its multi-side uh, multi uh, structure that some of them were saying, you know what, I haven't had anything on the top of my kitchen cabinets because I couldn't, I couldn't reach up there. Yeah. So after doing clubs, the body's giving more signals, you know, open up, change, you know, flex, more, more vertebrae, give it more flex, you know, so is it, it's the first time in like, I don't know, he said it was a long time. It was like seven years or something. He said, I put, I'm putting stuff on the top shelf, right? And it was like, whoa. Yeah. 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 Just, you know, that was one thing, but also they did basically three tests. One was like, uh, you know, up and down seating. Um, they had like um, the walk test. The walk test. And they had the balance test where they just like, you know, they put a hand and they remove the hand and they count how long it takes for them to recover. And that test, that's the one that got the most effective, like a 50% improvement. We're talking about the test for all the program for those Parkinson's people, that was a six weeks program. They had to do 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes. That was 10 exercise, one minute each, right? And I was teaching them once, I was yeah, teaching, them live program. Yeah. teaching them once a week live. And then they were practiced at home with the videos uh, and then we meet up every week, once in Denmark, once in Germany, because we're out on the border. So we had two different groups meeting together, uh, you know, because the social aspects also was a motivation for them to keep training, right? But the results were, the physiotherapists were just like totally blown away. Okay. Yeah. Right? And right now we're helping a student. Uh, she's a physiotherapist. She's writing... Uh, I don't want to say anything silly, but she's writing about vertigo or vestibular rehabilitation using Indian clubs. Um, so she's working on a, on a thesis, uh, and that's going to also be very exciting. So, say that again, vestibular what? Rehabilitation. People, okay. have people have got vertigo, you know, and we think vertigo, you know, when I look down from the tall mountain, but it's not just that. People have got vertigo. They're basically, she told us, you know, they're basically afraid to go out in public, they're afraid to leave their house because they might fall down. So they oh, end up yeah. being isolated, right? Because vertigo is not only looking over the edge of a cliff. It's also looking down one stair, like one step. Right, right. So, um, it's also a serious thing, but that, that'll be a cool thing to, to read. We, she's in Switzerland, so... Yeah. What's her name? It's Evelyn Bogley. Evelyn? Bogley. I don't know if I pronounce it right. It might be Bogley. I'll try to look her up, but um, just keep me posted uh, when you oh. get any um, info when the book's coming out, because that would be great to talk about on the podcast here. Now... Let's go back to 
the neurogenesis that you mentioned, Terry, because um, you you also mentioned these badminton players, right? Yep. So so badminton players are basically throwing something, but it's that same pattern over and over. Yep. But you're giving them a club, and then you're having them do club exercises. I'm guessing the benefit comes in that it's slightly different than what they're actually doing when they play badminton. It's not exactly the badminton. No, no, no. That's okay, right. so you're pushing them out of that, that repetitive range that they're in. Yeah, challenging the joints in more uh, range of motion or directions, if you, if you want to say, compared to what they're constantly doing, right? Yeah. Um, it's like, that's why it's so difficult to get a hold of your core muscles when you're trying to build up core strength. I mean, when, you, when I swing clubs in the beginning, all my core strength came back, even using like one and a half uh, kilo uh, per club, because as soon as you start swinging around with more speed, you're not actually focusing on uh, tensing or flexing any muscles to hold your balance. Your brain is doing it automatically. It's called reflexive, reflexive right? balance. So badminton players, if you can imagine, brother, they're doing all the same smash, right? So it's 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 a small group of all the muscles that are attached to that movement that they're actually training. But if you're if you're using the whole range of, of motion, because we're not only talking this forehand smash, sometimes they're you know coming around with the back the backhand yeah. or behind the head or you know behind I mean these they're crazy, these uh, trick shots they can they can make. Yeah. But I mean again, so they're Clubs helps them work on all that range. So, and, and you get the small muscle groups like working on your core strength, you know, to help the bigger muscle groups. You know, the core strength is really important for us. It keep, keeps us up. Uh, it's, it's part of, but even balance. I mean, imagine uh, volleyball players and badminton players that are really reaching for the ball or the bird to the outer limits of their body, right? Right. So, I mean, their balance, their coordination of how they uh, survive and come back to uh, uh, an adequate uh, position to receive the next ball, right? I mean, we're talking fractions of a second, but I mean, if your body's acting more naturally, quicker, because it knows exactly its limits and how to get around itself and using momentum in a, in a swing, to your advantage instead of you know dropping the heavy weapon on the ground because I missed the poor bugger and you know lifting it up again and trying to hit it again. You know, usually pulling it back over my head and changing directions and it, it just relates to almost all the sports that are out there. Yeah. Right. Now you you said um training your core knowingly and then training it without knowing. And, and is there is there a Ben, like, is there an actual benefit? Like, do you get better core training when you're doing something else and your core is just automatically doing something? Do we know if there's an answer to that? I'm not sure. No, I can't All say. Right. I'll, 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 I'll say my opinions yeah. on that. Yeah. We can say opinions and, and what we've seen and, and what we heard from people, right? But it's not, you, you, you know, it's, it's different it, from doing sit-ups. You're not going to get six-pack just because you're swinging clubs. But you're getting a more integrated core and limb systems that makes you that keeps you more solid yeah. and in balance and in control of, of your movements. So it, it's really different also from 
the expectations of what is, you know, useful strength training, what is aesthetic. Uh, you know. Right. Yeah. Somebody yeah. who's just uh, uh, doing crunches, they're thinking, oh, I'm maybe I'm just going to get some abs from this and be able to walk around on the beach or something. But yeah. what you're saying is here's a person actually moving around doing, doing this thing. And it's, it's all interlaced together. It's, it's truly your entire core plus your extremities all tightened up together. Yeah. yeah and, and right the, up to here. Yeah. And, and yes. uh, I, mean, I think you'll see this, the benefits of, of this type of core training is when you're in situations that require that require balance, uh, it might be on the surfboard, on skis, uh, you know, walking, changing direction, all this kind of not just the ability to endure somebody, you know, punching you in the gut or just flexing your abs. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a tough question to say, but yeah, for Ron, it was a it was a game changer because he didn't have to think. Oh, they told me to suck in my stomach and do this and. No, it just and, happened by yeah. itself because you want, you know, you've got a basic exercise that we also use for the Parkinson's where you, you are in a wide stance and you're moving your hips in the opposite direction from the club. And just this movement side to side like that, right. it, you know, people feel it in their core and then suddenly yeah. they, they get a balance and, and, and so on. So it's, it's, it's a different type of uh, expectations to conventional uh, strength training. Yeah, I, I, I was very grateful that I didn't have to try and imagine there's a teacup on the small of my back on all fours. Now raise your one arm slowly. The other, it was like with that massive headache that I had because of the, the head trauma, it was just, it was no, it was just a no go. I mean, oh, I just, I okay. So, you, so, so that particular physical therapy exercise where you imagine you have that teacup that was just too much for your your brain like it, it was too much of a thinking exercise right i mean i'm not a real clever guy but i mean you know it, it was it was enough i i just couldn't i couldn't do it yeah okay yeah and there's gonna be hold on you know your hips are not level and it's just like okay you know stop i can't i can't do this anymore yeah how can that. you make all those adjustments when you're trying to get yourself back to square one right yeah, yeah. Was, so do you guys think that uh club training indian club training for physical therapy is you know far better than other types of physical therapy a little bit better on um, par with like i know it's kind of an anecdotal thing and it's just opinion but and trying to take biased out of it of course like do you do you think it's just like a, a cutting edge thing that is gonna wind up taking off um as people start to come across it and realize this is something they could do? I think it should, it should be deserved more uh, knowledge uh, by the wide public, you know, the broad public and the, the therapists out there. And we got a lot of people that are jumping on board, really. That, um, But it's still, you know, compared to training with resistance bands or, or small dumbbells, you know, yeah. and doing the typical rehab stuff, it's few of the therapists that are aware of the benefits you can get from Gin Club, which is funny because, you know, if we go back to the 1800s, it was used for physical rehab. This training uh, with Indian clubs um, was part of this remedial gymnastics, okay? So gymnastics, already people had problems, you know, because they moved from the, from the fields into the country, uh, from the country into the cities, they were uh, sitting a lot or they, they, they were doing repetitive tasks, right? 
and the clubs were used to okay improve their posture make them breathe deeper and better and, and so on and get some uh, exercise i know we might be tainted because we're advocates of what we do but i mean this type of training at one point google and wikipedia were both saying that it was the oldest type of training right well, this means, this doesn't mean like 100 years old. It doesn't mean 200 years old. It means like a couple thousands of yeah. years old, right? Right. And it was a popular type of training for thousands of years. I mean, they must have been doing something right. Mm -hmm. You know, I think modernization uh, killed it. One is we don't fight with swords anymore. I mean, yeah. We're Unfortunately, still I would love to, but... <laughs> Yeah, but you know, I mean, we're not clubbing each other either. But but so so the, the need to keep the popularity of this uh, type of training to be a good warrior um, has kind of gone. But why aren't we using that knowledge of what they use for thousands of years right. to our benefit as a modern society? Saying okay. Yeah, there's types. Of, there's two types of people. There's the ones that want to go down to the beach and look like they've got the six pack, and there's the other half of the people that just want to feel good. Right. Yeah. I mean, compared to what I was like after the accident, I mean, and that wasn't just like a year thing. It was like three or four years. I feel fantastic. That's great. I mean, that's all you need to know, and that's all people really need to hear at the end of the day. I mean, we talked about a lot of like scientific nerdy stuff just now and and i know the audience loves to hear about that but regular people they just want to know did it work for you did, does does it make you feel better yeah okay then i'm game and i'll tell you what as a if i was going to go to physical therapy i know i've seen what they do in physical therapy you pull a string stretch a rubber band i don't want to do that stuff and I don't want to lift a three-pound dumbbell because I lift regular dumbbells. You know how bored I would be? But if I went to do physical therapy and they're like, oh, you're going to be using Indian clubs today and learning these cool patterns and stuff, I'm, I'm in. It sounds like fun to me. Why do I want to be miserable while I'm at physical therapy when I could be actually having fun and healing my body? Yeah. You asked if, if we, we hope or do we think it's going to become popular course we hope it will become more popular just based on our results and all the people that we know that have gotten results yeah so yeah you want to feel positive about a good thing one of there, there's a couple of things that, that that are kind of working against it right now and that is it's it still seems that it's for people in general that it's totally new yeah you know so it's like ah, i haven't seen it i don't want to do it it's, it's a fad some people also yeah. think it's like overcomplicated, right? But really the benefits will come from simple exercise in the beginning. I mean, we, we've been teaching, you know, before we created a heroic sport. So when, I, when, when Ron started making clubs and I started training him, well, straight away, we already got some people on board. And we created a club, social club, where every Wednesday we would be training for an hour. So, um, you know, so I've been training these people and we grew and we grew and more people came. And... Uh, you know what they came because they felt better yeah right? to them they didn't know anything about about engine clubs they hated going to the gym but this you know because of that i don't know that playful element learning skills yeah uh, they loved it you know and also that that grounding feeling you get because there's a lot of you know you're coordinating you're breathing you're doing highly repetitive 
rhythmic patterns and our brains love rhythm. Yes. And we are, you know, and, and these repetitive uh, rhythmic patterns, they, they, they create some kind of trance-like influences and they make you feel good. So you, you shift from that, you know, stress, uh, stress mode, the fight or flight response that everybody has throughout the day into this rest and digest and it feels good. And people just, wow, oh, I feel good in my head and I feel good in my body. Perfect. I mean, think about See, it, a week. rest and digest reaction in your body while you're training. You know, it's, it's hard to imagine, but that's what it is. I mean, it's like music. It's like dance. I mean, you've seen the professional dancers can really work up a sweat. And yes. They're holding those poses. I mean, they're really giving it an effort that we wouldn't normally do. But it's... Um, and, and the secular the secular swing, you know, the perfect to, to create this state of flow because once you know a few patterns, you know, uh, you can put them together. Yeah. And yes. stuff. And I mean, we can see it now. You know, we, we've got uh, one of our ambassadors, Val Powerful. I don't know if you know her, but she does great stuff in France. In France. She does great stuff with flowing, uh, with the Palavendal teaching older people as well and younger people. And it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's fun to see all this stuff. Is she on your Instagram anywhere? Oh yeah, we can send you a link. Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna share the screen. We have we have six minutes left. I don't yeah. want to run out of time, but uh, let's see if we can. Yeah, she's the latest one there. Exactly. Is, there she yep. is. All right, let's look at this. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not gonna be too loud. Oh, okay. Yes. And the cool thing with Indian clubs is that you can do you know one hand. Double clubs. Uh, I don't. I'm not able to get the sound, but I know I watched this. This is actually a really fun video. It's a like an oldie song, and yeah. they just put together this like little. This is great, man. I mean, yeah. this isn't my cup of tea, but I could. You know, people do Zumba and all these like dance classes. Why not come and try a class like this and use yeah. an Indian club? Look how fun that is. Exactly. And you That's know that, that group we started. In the six minutes, I want to say that we've got a lot of people that tried to start groups like three, four years ago. But I mean, the, the difference between the, the Indian club's story and, and how it's evolving is kind of the similar to the way Kettlebell did. The problem is Kettlebell wasn't interrupted with a freaking world pandemic that locked people in their basements. Yes. And couldn't go to class and couldn't meet up. And so... Oh man, it was really a drag. I mean, we couldn't run our classes. I mean, oh yeah. This, uh... So this guy is pretty damn jacked, and he's using one of your um, your water filled Indian yeah. clubs, which is really cool. Which uh, is what's... just a pop bottle. It's the handle we make. It's just a pop bottle. Oh, you just make the handle. So oh, the wow. pop bottle. You get the pop bottle around the world. They're the same thread. Doesn't matter where you go. So anything with a carbonated liquid drink has this thread on it. Oh, so, man. So you could go up to two-liter bottles and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. You travel with this little baby, put it in your packet. You know, I mean, your carry-on, doesn't matter. I mean, I was actually stopped in the German airport asking if this was a dildo. I said no. <laughs> well, it could be. <laughs> could be. And why did I have a pair? That's another thing. You know, but I mean, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I mean, you know, it's not endorsed yeah. as a dildo. That was yeah. This yeah. is a beer bottle. Czech Republic beer, 
and you can stack the handles. So oh. the, longer, the longer lever arm, right? The deeper swings behind your back. So then it's going over to the mace world. Right. Yeah, so now this other unit you have here is a wood uh, club, yeah. and, and you made it so you can fit these. It's so the you just get your own weights? Yeah, they're just regular they're standard. Olympic size, right. you know, the cost of 50 mils. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. We use two clamps for, for extra safety, of course, but... What's the heaviest you can go up to on that? Well, this, this one, 20, what, what, 25 Pablo in Spain, 25 kilos. Yeah, 25 kilos. Really? You can stack up as long oh as you don't put, put the colors right before the taper, then you're good to go. I mean, we recommend for extra safety to put two together, right? Um, but you can definitely put five, five kilo plates. Yeah. Fred, when you're talking about Indian clubs, another thing if you want to mention to people about if they're thinking about starting, don't go heavy. No, no. You know, work up. And that's why our most popular selling products are are the four products that are actually scalable, right? So, I mean, the uh, what we call the TGs because it's a thick grip. It's amazing uh, for grip strength. But, I mean, this is hollow when you buy it from us, right? So you fill it up with sand or gravel or, you know, take it on a trip, but do a beach sand, you know, whatever you want. It's got a wing nut on the bottom, so you just take the bottom off and fill it up, right? Um, the, the gamma, uh, which is the one we were just talking about, also load the plates on. Don't start with something heavy. Learn the movement. Let your body get used to it. This is empty. It weighs two kilos. But because of the, the, the length of it, you get a decent swing. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, this is incredible stuff, guys. I, I was, I'm, I was uh, really happy you got to show us some of your items. But I know you also have more stuff on your website, HeroicSport.com. There's Shenna boards there. We didn't even get a chance to talk about Shenna boards. Maybe you guys are going to have to come back on in the future to uh, let's just talk about Shenna boards because I know those are cool, too. Uh, but everybody listening, uh, go to HeroicSport.com and check out their catalog. A lot of other stuff on there. And, um, you know, see what you like and and, and uh, maybe buy something. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. I know uh, you're you're busy working like elves in your, in your magic shop there. So get your Christmas presents ready. It was a pleasure, Fred. Nice discussing Thanks, those man. topics, and uh, thank you for helping spreading the popularity of all things related to club swinging. Mace, I mean, it's all good, yeah. Yeah, it's all good, exactly. Great words to join end on. World, join the world's largest swinger club. <laughs> I'm, I'm in that club. <laughs> We're all in it. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Gentlemen, see you later. Everybody, thank you for uh, watching, and make sure you like, share, and subscribe. And if Take you have any comments, we'll, uh, you know, any questions that we, that are related to the video when uh, when it's on YouTube, we'll uh, we'll make it. You know, we'll, we'll yeah. reply. We'll yeah, DM, DM these guys if you have any questions over at heroic.sport. All right, later.